Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MGTOW Academy Show Live. It is Friday, November 2nd, 2018. I hope you all are having a fantastic evening or morning or day or night. I don't know where you guys are, but wherever you are in our very big world, in our very big universe, thank you for tuning into the show. We've got some articles lined up to cover tonight, so uh, I'll just wait for you guys to come into the stream. Uh, I've been working on a lot of stuff recently. Uh, so that, that's why I haven't been uploading uh, recently. Just so you know, I'm here. You know, if, you, if you're wondering what I'm up to, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter. I would definitely appreciate that. So top was acting really slow. I could have pulled up something properly. So, you know, there was that. Now we're going to go ahead and get this um, first story started. This one was from the 29th of October, so it's not too old. I'm going to go ahead and turn on the screen share feature, if you just give me a second, please. Like I said, my laptop is a little bit slow for some magical reason and uh, for some magical reason this evening, so I'm going to go ahead and wait for that thing to pop up. All righty. Now that we've got that thing fixed, we can go ahead. Uh, covering this article, let me just do a mic check real quick. All right. All right, that's good. So, <clears throat> this first little, uh, article here, it's from uh, themirror.co.uk. So, if you take a look at this title here, it says, Hit and run driver who killed a pedestrian while on hands-free call uh, is in tears as she is fined 500, uh, I believe that is pounds or euros. I think that's pounds. Uh, whatever. I'm gonna go out on a leg and say, go out on a limb and say that that is uh, euros. But I may be wrong. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, MGTOW Academy is hosting this. Uh, thank you for joining the stream, uh, Taran Ter Marine. So let's read this. Anna Edwards, 25, ran over 77-year-old Brian Croxon, but later claimed she thought she hit rubbish. She has now been fined 500. I may be wrong on that, but correct me, okay, if I'm wrong. Okay, I don't know what that currency is. So uh, let's get this straight. You're crying for being fined 500 euros uh, while you killed someone, and you were on a hands-free call. Okay, this, this is a this call. It's pounds. Okay. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you. 911 nomad. And thank you. Taryn Marine for, uh, fixing it up. Oh, hell. He makes that warrior. How are you? Okay. That's euros. All right. Thank you for clarifying. Now, anyways, now that we got the thing fixed, it is pounds. So it was five. It was a 500 pound fine for killing a man who did nothing wrong, by the way, while on a hands-free call. And this is our little princess right here who is crying. Uh, I'm sorry. It is almost comical. Okay, look, I know it's not is, but you're crying for getting a fine for killing someone. Like, how do you, how, how? Oh, yeah. Legal system. That's how. A hit and run driver, as she had a hands free phone call with her boyfriend, wept as she was fined 500 pounds. And Edwards, 25 was speaking legally through a car headset to her partner, but she failed to spot a uh, 77-year-old Brian Croxon who had slipped on cobbles and fallen into the road ahead of her. So this guy slipped, uh, yet 
uh, the driver, Anna Edwards, was distracted enough to the point where uh, she wasn't able to see a 77-year-old man laying on the road. Now, um, I just got my um, learner's permit, and I'm no driving expert by any means. But uh, you, you, you know what I mean? One does not simply miss a 77-year-old man lying on the road. I mean, does she at least get her license revoked? That's what I want to know. Yep. Now that's equal to... All right, so 9-11 Nomad says that the pound is equal to 649... Oh, that is equal to 649 U.S. dollars. Okay, so that, that is a 649 U.S. dollar fine for killing someone. So anyways, uh, the car in front of her took evasive action. Okay, okay, let's get this straight. There was actually a car in front of her. There was a car in front of her. So this wasn't just like a last-minute thing, you know, where she was like maybe checking her blind spot or whatever, looking in the mirrors just to verify that she's clear, uh, and then the guy fell in front of the car. There was a car in front of her, okay? If you're driving on the road, if you're driving anywhere, and the car in front of you takes evasive action, uh you will most likely have to do the same. It, well, I mean, you should at least be, you know, you should at least be paying attention to the road in front of you. That is. So the car in front, this story just gets worse and worse as you go on. Uh, the car in front of her took evasive action yet. The, you know, Edwards still drove over the guy, the poor man, as he laid in the road. Uh, and then she carried on driving. How stupid can you be? Look, I'm a very dumb guy. You can say what you want, but I'm a very stupid man. I've done countless stupid things in my life. But if for some magical reason, if I were to uh, and a 77-year-old man laying on the road, even though the car in front of me, you know, uh, evaded the guy, I would at least stop, all right? I do stupid things. Don't get me wrong. I'm no magical driver or anything by any means but at least stop the car if you if it's if you hit, hit some garbage what, what did i hit was it a tree branch i don't know you see a good idea would be to at least stop the car and check out what's wrong you know that <laughs> that's something i would suggest um let me see if i can get the thing fixed sorry Screenshot sometimes it goes off, but anyways, um, as other motorists stopped to attend the dying man, Edwards briefly returned to the scene, then drove past slowly before slinking away. Okay, so now we we have confirmation that this this woman knows that she killed a man. Uh, yes, if that was Japan, she would have had to pay his family for a long time, and it, absolutely that that. As Taryn Marine said, that is this is a lifelong thing, okay? I don't care if this is a million-dollar fine or a $649 fine. A life is a life, and it's priceless, and it can't be brought back. Uh, I feel as if people, especially in the legal system, seem to forget that. Yeah, yeah, you pay. <laughs> yeah, you do. You might, be, you might even have to pay more for other driving infractions. Hey, Traversable MGTOW, how are you? Thank you for stopping by on the stream. And hey, Death the Kid 24 Gaming, stop, uh, thank you for stopping by. And James Von Maxwell, thank you for stopping by. Glad to see you guys are all here. So we're uh, for those of you just joining us, we're covering this story about how this lady right here hit and killed a driver. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a pedestrian, a 77-year-old man who slipped and fell on the road. 
uh, while on a car, while on a call. It was a hands-free call. Um, talking to her boyfriend, she was fined 500 pounds for killing a man. And then the car in front of her evaded the man on the road. Then she, you know, of course, probably wasn't paying attention, assuming that she wasn't able to see that the vehicle in front of her took evasive maneuvers. I mean, you should at least notice that. You know what I mean? That's something you should at least notice. She didn't notice that. She still ran over the guy, carried on driving, came back to the scene right here. Edwards briefly returned to the scene and then drove past slowly before slinking away. So now she knew that she done screwed up. She she knew that. This is the guy right here um, who was unfortunately, his life was ended uh, as a result of him slipping and falling. And, uh, well, I mean, holy crap. That, that like, like, I mean, you, you gotta, you, you gotta feel sympathy for the guy. I mean, he just slipped and fell. And I mean, you know, he, he's dead and it's, it's not, it's cause some careless woman at the hands of a 5,000 pound or whatever, how heavy her car is, uh, weapon. Cause cars are weapons. When you think about it, uh, was careless. And as a result of her carelessness, his life is now gone and it can't be brought back. And she has been fined. What was it? 600 euros. Was it five? Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. 500 pounds. It was 500 pounds. So reading on Mr. Croxon, a former president of the Royton Brass Band Club in Oldham for 20 years, suffered fatal injuries in the impact outside the club's premises and died shortly afterwards. Edwards and administrative assistant for healthcare provider Bupa was arrested later, but claimed she thought she hit a pile of rubbish left dumped on uh, in the road. It emerged one of the headlamps on her Ford Fiesta was not working properly. Open University business management student Edwards stood trial at Minchell Street Crown Court in Manchester, accused of causing death by careless driving with prosecutors accusing her of being distracted by the phone call. But she was cleared of the charge, having earlier admitting uh, admitted to failing to stop or report the accident. So, so she admitted to failing uh, to stop at the scene or reporting an accident. Um, I know in the United States, a hit and run is illegal. It's illegal to do it, to, you know, hit someone uh, and then just, you know, drive away. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Terry Marine says a neighbor I know was uh, hit on her scooter like a small motorcycle uh, by a car and she's old too. People are not looking around properly. You'll be amazed uh, by how reckless some people can be at the hands of a theory. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So James Vaughn Maxwell says, I'm sure he's replying to Terry Marie, and I'm shocked at how many more incidents like this don't happen. Uh, I don't think people even know they're not paying attention. Yeah, if you look down at your phone, like if you drive at 70 miles an hour uh, and you look down at your phone for like, uh, like what, two seconds, you've probably covered uh, like maybe what, 10, 20 feet. You've got, I'm not going to do the math right now because I'm bad at math and I'm going to make an embarrassment out of myself if I attempt to do the math, but you will cover a fairly large amount a, a long distance uh just by being distracted for a couple of seconds you might think oh it's just a couple of seconds i'll be fine you will be surprised by how much distance you cover when you're going super fast now let's get back to the story right here so uh because she being the good old angel that she is uh admitting to failing to stop or report the accident she was cleared of the charge and her license was endorsed 
with eight penalty points, but she was spared a driving ban. So let's get, let me, uh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that, that is the legal system guys, you know, doing its good old thing. So uh, let's read this thing right here. Like let's just take a focus here on this highlighted part. Her license was endorsed with eight penalty points, but she was spared a driving ban. Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Totally legit. This je definitely seems to be the most reasonable thing, you know? Oh, this lady killed a man. What should we do? Put her in jail? Nah, man, that ain't legal. You got, you know, that ain't the right thing to do. You see, if you want to punish her properly, you got to just keep, you know, let her have her rights. You know, it's not like we should, it's not like she's a threat to society. It's not like she's a threat on the road or anything. You know, she doesn't need a driving man. She's safe. Trust me. She only killed one man. <laughs> she's safe. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's as uh, about 130 feet or more in two seconds at 70 miles an hour, 102 feet a second at 70 miles an hour, 204. Feet. That's a lot. Okay. Like I said, we have some math experts right now in the stream. So thank you guys for performing those quick calculations. I salute you, but whatever. Well, I don't, I don't care. Uh, if it's 102 feet, 1,000 feet, it doesn't matter to me. That's still a long distance. That is still a long distance. And you might think, oh, I'm just looking down for two seconds on my phone. Okay, yeah, you can kill someone like that. Don't look down at your phone or don't be distracted, even if it's a hands-free call. This story right here proves that distracted driving is very, very dangerous and lethal. So this is a, this is also a little bit of a, a a public announcement, if you will, that you shouldn't be uh, distracted while driving, and also that the legal system is totally screwed up if you don't already understand that. Uh, it's also about sixty meters. Okay, all right, I see. It's it's a lot of distance in a short period of time. Thank you guys for thank you, my math nerds, for performing that quick calculation. <laughs> I appreciate that. So 911 Nomad says, I almost got get killed almost every week with these stupid women. Then I honk and they give me a look or the finger. <laughs> yeah. Drivers like that who do something, they, they perform something irresponsible. And then like they cut you off and you're like, hey, dude, what the heck? I mean, you know, like what you do that for or whatever? And then they give you the finger, they show attitude. I don't know. That, that, that's that type of stuff. That's just wrong. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean. You're, you're, you're operating weapons. Okay. You, I mean, a car isn't supposed to be used as a weapon. It can be, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, come on, have some common sense. All right. Anger and rage does not belong on the road. Okay. If you want to put it somewhere else, put it somewhere else, but it does not belong on the road. No. So, uh, our, uh, totally just legal system spared this killer, this murderer, this careless, reckless, Danger. They spared her a driving ban. Uh, motorists are banned from using handheld phones at the wheel, but can legally use hand-free kits to field calls. Road safety groups believe mobile phones should be completely switched off while driving to avoid any distractions. The tragedy occurred at 11 p.m. on December 8th last year, whilst Edwards was in the midst of a four-minute and 20-second phone call with her boyfriend, with whom she had been earlier arguing with our princess right here you know the innocent one of course uh where is it all right so let's read this kevin dunnelly prosecuting said one of her dipped headlights was not working on the day of the incident and there's evidence to suggest that it had not been working for about three weeks oh oh oh, oh. okay ha get this guys so on top of all the irresponsible things that are perfect 
Angel uh, has committed so far, uh, she has had headlights. One, one of the dipped headlights was not working. And there's evidence suggesting that that headlight has not been working for three weeks. For three weeks. On top of this, she was driving at night. At nighttime. At nighttime. 10 out of 10. Absolutely smart. At the time of the collision, she was in a conversation with somebody, although she was using a car headset, which is not unlawful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. You know, she wasn't breaking the law, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter. Okay. She killed a person. Cool. Okay. It's it's lawful to use a headset while you call someone. I get it. Okay. But you guys not like I I feel like they're ignore like like you guys are forgetting the whoever wrote this might be forgetting the uh the you know the important part here that a, a murderer is receiving a five hundred euro I'm sorry five hundred pound sentence. Are we like? Are, did, do you guys not remember that? Like you typed it up yourself. I'm pretty sure. Oh well, just an accident, probably. You know what I mean? So, this guy he's just going to his brass band club, you know, like he usually does, and he's just having a good time, and he revealed. By this reckless driver over here who has a headlight that she hasn't fixed for three freaking weeks, which is, I'm no driving expert, but that's definitely not safe. Uh, outside the club at 11 p.m., he was seen uh, to stumble on the cobbles at a road junction before falling into the path of a Citroen Picasso driven by Kelly Winstanley. I think that's how you say the name. Uh Mr. Danelli said Mr. Croxon had had three single whiskeys and lemonades, but did not seem to be drunk, according to a member of staff. Ms. Stanley describes him as standing on a cobbled surface of a road, and as she approached, something caused him to stumble into the road directly in front of her. Ms. Stanley's instant reaction uh, was to swerve to the right to avoid hitting him, then swerved back into her own lane. And she looked in her mirror and saw him motionless. The defendant was also driving in the same direction as Miss Stanley, but she drove over Mr. Croxon uh, as he lay on the road in the road. Although something caused him to fall on the road, he was alive. And what killed him was the impact of the defendant's Ford Fiesta. Well, of course it is. Okay, he may be ill, but uh, you know, and he may get seriously hurt from a, from falling. But you know, it, it may not always necessarily kill you. But come on. Like he already got hurt, and now you got to run him over with the car. Come on, woman, just just fix your car and don't be distracted while you're driving. The prosecution's case is that Anna Edwards did not swerve to avoid hitting Brian Croxon and did not break to come to a halt. What a safe driver! Absolutely. CCTV footage examined by police showed Edwards was traveling below the 30 mile per hour speed limit at between 24 and 28 miles per hour and was traveling 100 meters behind Miss Stanley's Citroen. The prosecutor added the stopping time is somewhere in the region of 11 seconds, and Mr. Croxon uh, would have visible to the defendant for about 10 seconds for a distance of about 100 meters. And after the Citroen Picasso went over Mr. Croxon, Miss Edwards had an uninterrupted view of Mr. Croxon. All right, so it would be difficult considering that one, her, her, her headlight wasn't working, Two, it's nighttime. Okay, so yes, we will admit that it is difficult to see under circumstances. However, 
she didn't immediately stop after hitting him. In addition to that, she would have been visible for 10 seconds from 100 meters. And after that car passed the guy, Miss Edwards would have had an uninter- uh, a perfect clear view of Mr. Croxon. Yet she still did not stop. And even after hitting him, she still did not stop. She didn't swerve. She didn't break. She, she didn't do anything. She drove on to the next junction in the road and she turned around and came back to the scene of the collision. But by the time she got back, a number of people were surrounding Brian Croxon. She did not stop. She drove past the scene slowly and then drove on. If Anna Edwards had acted immediately to what she, she saw on the road, she would have brought her car to a halt in something like four and a half seconds. And that would have carried a distance of about 30 meters. So she had like, what was it? I think it was 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. See 10 seconds, hundred meters. It would only take her four and a half seconds and about what? 30 meters to stop that car. Come on. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. So Tara Marine says people follow too close here at highway speeds, not leaving the three second gap. Yep, people I like whenever I ride in people's when other people's cars and they they don't follow that ten second rule, scares the crap out of me. Like I like they they pass signs and I'm like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and and, and then they're like right behind. I'm like, come on, like at least push on the brakes a bit. I mean, I'm no driving expert by any means, but come on, have common sense. Uh, yeah, Dr- traffic really can be crazy when people are under uh stress or whenever they're in art, you know, whenever they're arguing with their boyfriend and like uh. Our little angel here was doing. They can be very distracted, very stressed out, not focusing on the right things. Hmm? Yep. Yeah, they absolutely. Yeah, they absolutely can be. Hey, Papa MGTOW, how are you, man? Thanks for joining the stream. Glad to have you. Glad to have you here. So now that we have more folks joining into the stream, let's keep on uh, covering this thing. Uh oh, I don't think Google Chrome. Ah, come on. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, at the at the perfect moment, Google Chrome has stopped responding. Oh boy. Okay, hold on a second, guys. My bad. My computer uh, my computer messed up. And oh boy, this is beautiful. No, 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 no. Not on a stream. Not on a stream. Thank you. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Sometimes my laptop isn't always the most reliable, but uh, yeah. I don't want to go there. Okay, if this thing won't let me go back. All right, I'm sorry, guys. I apologize about that. There are some things I can't control, uh, but I was able to get that thing fixed. I'm sorry about that. Now, let's carry on. I'm sorry <laughs> sorry for the technical difficulties, but we were able to get this thing fixed. Let's carry on. Okay, so let's see if there's anything else down here below. So uh, after all that stuff happened, Edwards was then arrested later. She gave no comment uh, on interview. On she gave a statement saying that she saw a dark object in the road and was unable to move around. Look, let me say this again: If you have a broken headlight that you haven't fixed for about three weeks, most likely that you haven't fixed for three weeks, and you see a dark object in the road, you know the safest thing you could do to stop. All right, that's the best thing that you can do. Just driving over. Like you know, you know how stupid that sounds. It's like driving in front of you. You're like, oh my god, what is that? Should I slow down? I don't want to slow down. You know, just cross, just cross. Yeah, that's right. Just cross your fingers and hope that it's not a person. You know, let's just hope. You know, cross your fingers and hope that it's like a tree branch or something. Yeah, see how well that works out for you. 
She gave no comment on the inter- Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I already read that part. My bad. Uh, I was right here. I was right here. Uh, she told the trial that she was sparking to her boyfriend as she went to company and denied claims she was distracted. Look, I'm no, I haven't like seen the evidence that well. I haven't seen like the police reports or whatever, but I'm pretty sure she's distracted. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you know, maybe a hands free call, but you can still get distracted on a hands free call. You know, uh, she also said we have been arguing because we hadn't seen each other much lately and we were just deciding either to see each other. We were planning to meet. So I set off to his house in Salford. We were just talking about his day in football. She denied arguing with her boyfriend, Will Stout the Wheel, and also said that she did not know uh, her front passenger headlight was not working. Well, you know, if this was daytime, it might be a bit understandable. But now, now, this is nighttime driving. You, and this has been going on for three weeks. And you still don't know that your headlight's not working. Look, I call BS. That, does not, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't seem to be true. It does not seem to be true. Yeah. Like Taryn, like Taryn Marine said, High emotions equals lowered intelligence, a temporary insanity, if you will. That's absolutely right. Uh, you should use your intelligence to make decisions, not emotions. Remember, emotions are only a guide to how you should react, uh, but they're only a guide and that's it. You do the rest. You shouldn't let your emotions control you. Your, your emotions can guide you, but you also need to be able to control your emotions and you need to control your decision making with logic or reasoning or whatever you want to call it not with emotions all right emotions aren't designed to control uh decision making okay imagine if everything in the world was like like if all the decisions were controlled with like with your emotions that the world would be a really sucky place as as if it isn't already (laughs) yep oh yeah uh, by the way, guys, if you haven't checked it out already, make that warrior post a link to a video in the live chat. Be sure to check it out. And if you guys aren't already subscribed to my good friend, make that warrior, he posts great stuff all the time. Be sure to check his channel out and give him a subscription. He's, uh, posting stuff all the time. I, w- <laughs> I wish I could upload as frequently as he could. Oh man. I've been so backed up recently doing a lot of stuff. Um, uh, I've been working on a couple of things recently, but I'll, I'll get into that a bit later. Let's keep reading this thing. So this genius here. Didn't know that a passenger headlight was working despite the fact that she was riding, uh, driving at nighttime. Uh, and then when asked whether she realized Mr. Croxton was lying in the road, she said, uh, it didn't look like a person. I thought it was rubbish. What was going through my head was that I needed to avoid it, but I, I didn't feel safe to swerve. The car on the other side of the road was obstructing me from doing a full swerve. Okay. Well, you could have, you could have, you know, hit the brakes because like it, like they rode up there earlier, you had, you, you, you would have seen him for like what? I think 10 seconds. Or something like that, and you 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 had a hundred meters to stop, right? And car on four and a half meters and three seconds or something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers, but you have plenty of time. You have plenty of time to see him, and plenty of time to stop the car. Look, word to him. Let's say that she were to supposedly be put into a situation where she would hit the driver. I mean, where she would hit that other guy, no matter what, no matter what. She would hit that car and it supposedly wouldn't be her fault. Okay. Well, you should have at least hit on, you know, you could have at least hit on the brakes. Okay. Now, in this case, she had more than enough time to hit the brakes and to avoid that at the time unidentified object in front of the car. She had plenty of time to avoid that, but she didn't. Okay. If he sees something that is in front of your car, and you can see it and you have plenty of distance to stop and you've seen it and you have good visibility from where you are, you will, or you should at least instinctively hit on the brakes or at least slow down. 
slow down so you can see what it is and then stop. If it's something you should, in this case, you shouldn't drive over humans. Just a general driving tip out there, you know, I should start a new channel called Driving Academy or something, you know, giving out those driving tips. If there's something in front of you and you think it's a person, you should stop the car. There you go. See, I'm already at it. I'm already at it. So <laughs> come on. Use common sense, woman. Jesus. I'm not even Christian, but you get the point. At the next junction, I turned around as I needed to know. I suspected that it was a person, but I didn't know. I was so scared. Oh, so you 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 kind of thought it was a person. So so you thought it was a person before or after you hit it, and you still wouldn't go back, and you still wouldn't stop. I saw people in cars all together, and I was petrified. I didn't want to get out of the car. I didn't know what to say. I stopped with my hatchets on. When I looked over, I just thought that I couldn't get out of the car. I have never been in trouble before. Hmm. How about that? She added, I was scared about a million things, not just one thing. What would happen to me? What would happen to my family? Now, uh, I'm going to go out on a loose observation here and say that maybe she has lack of accountability. Okay. is isn't always being held accountable to the things in her life. Maybe. Maybe that's possibly why she was kind of scared to get out and being held accountable for her own actions. Exactly. Yeah, it's stupid to drive with just one headlight anytime. That is a equipment replacement citation. Okay, that sounds like a very technical term, but whatever whatever he said, I agree with <laughs> I agree with it, all right? Yeah, no problem, Mike Warrior. No problem. Anytime, anytime. Uh, dude, how did it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was President Case. Yep. Okay, let's keep reading this thing. So anyways, uh, I think this article here is almost done. I have another interesting article. By the way, after this, we're covering this article. Um, well, let me click it. I'm not sure. It's about this. Uh, it's about, you know, young men and young boy, uh, young young women and young men uh, in their everyday child lives being separated. So mom asked stranger and her son to leave public park because un- unofficial girls only play time. We'll get into that right after we wrap up this article here. So anyways, as the verdict after three hours deliberation, Edwards turned around and said sorry to Mr. Croxon's family gallery, but they ignored her and the family left court without comments. Let me tell you something, guys. She's only sorry because she has been caught. That's the only okay. If she could have gotten away with it, she would have gotten away with it. You know? I mean, really, thing you can say to a family that you kill. I mean, I'm sure this is exactly. I'm pretty sure this is exactly though. I mean, how? Because the family knew to react and very and very reckless and killed him. Of course, they would ignore. I don't blame them one. Judge Bernadette Baxter, I understand this has been an extremely stressful time for you, and you are genuinely remorseful for not having stopped and reporting the accident. I hope you understand. You tossing over that pussy pass to her, you giving her the light sentence, isn't going to help one bit, okay? So if you hope that she understands how dangerous that behavior is, well, I wanted to toss her in jail. Okay, I get if you were to do this. If there was a man in this car and he was doing this stuff, yeah, sure you hope, whatever. If you if if this if this 
dude truly cared about her hoping uh you know realizing those actions and this and that she uh he would give her the sentence that she did i don't know what that sentence would be um life sentence 30 year 50 i don't know uh part of me wants her to go part of me wants to, part of me wants for her to go into prison uh for a long time but then again we would be wasting tax dollars on her which i would not want to have there's that story for you guys. Be sure to share your thoughts with me uh, in the live chat uh, or via email. My email is in the description uh, box so you guys can check that out as well. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's a fix it ticket. Fix it. Pay a fine uh, for missing lights, cracked windshield, noisy exhaust, that type of stuff. Yeah, they usually give you about seven. Yeah, seven business days. Really. That's what it's like over here, too, I'm pretty sure. So. There's that story for you guys. It is from what website is this from again? I, I somewhere I can't remember where it was. I'm gonna wait for this thing to load. Sometimes my computer is slow, like I said, so I do apologize about that. It's from uh, yeah, it's from people.com. Yeah, 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 it's from people.com. So we're gonna wait for my my computer here to you know get itself up to speed. Come on, any day now. Doesn't you know act right the right? It it, it messes up. Uh, is this thing gonna work? Give it a second. It's gonna take take a couple of years. So just give just give it some time. Oh, by the way, uh, in case I haven't mentioned it yet, uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be writing a book soon. I'm pretty sure. I'm 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 pretty positive. I'm gonna be writing a book soon. Keep keep up. If you if you want to stay up to tune on that, follow me on Twitter. My my Twitter handle is at all caps Academy. The uh, MGTOW part is capitalized. The first A in Academy is also capitalized. The rest is lowercase. Uh, it's also in the description box so you guys can check that out. So follow me on Twitter for all those updates and this and that, and you'll see what I'll be doing on my free time. Now, now that my computer is actually working, we can go ahead and get to covering this article here from people.com. Uh, let's read this. Mom asks stranger and her son to leave public park because of unofficial girls-only playtime. Once again, we see the patriarchy uh, you know, we see women smashing the patriarchy, and now it's happening at a younger age. We're dividing the genders in public parks now, folks. Welcome to 2018, or soon to be 2019. But welcome to welcome to modern times, where the where genders are divided at a young age. So, let's go ahead and read this. One mom online who's espousing what she believes are feminist values has other parents rolling their eyes. Writing into the Washington Post advice column, the mother in question asked about what she called playground drama. She explained that she has a daughter and some of the other moms of daughters and I have started getting together at a local playground and at a set time each week. Recently, a mom of a boy brought her son to the playground at the same time we were there, she continued. I asked her nicely, or well, at least nicely, I thought. Uh, I asked her if she would mind leaving because we wanted it to be a girl's only time. Next, the mom of the boy got angry and refused, which prompted the advice seeker to write for a better way to approach her. She justified her request because uh, it had been a sweet time for moms and daughters, uh, and having a boy there is naturally going to change things. Oh boy, I'm gonna just, just I'm gonna tear apart this article. Wait, just stay <laughs> stay tuned, guys. Don't leave the stream just yet. I'm going to tear this thing apart. We live in a world where... Jesus. 
fucking Christ. Are you serious right now? Are you are you for real? Really? Really? Okay, sorry. We live in a world where boys get everything and girls are left with crumbs, she added, concluding. I know I legally can't keep her from a public park, but I can't appeal to her better nature. The responding columnist, Carolyn Hacks, immediately disagreed with the mom's mentality, beginning, can I appeal to your better nature? God has helped us all. Showing off the mom and her boy was terrible and justifying it as a cosmic correction. Wow, she continued, that kid is a human being, not with privileged little man feelings either, but with feelings period. Perhaps even a disposition that fit better into your idea of girl behavior that one or more uh, of the girls there. Hacks then called out that mo- uh, that the mom who was told to leave was fed the same crumbs as the advice seeker and uh, that she was probably just looking to hang with some fellow moms in the park while she was out with her child. She also recommended Hosting any future exclusive gathering on private property, considering that this is a park, uh, and that the mother seeking advice re-examine her own idea of entitlement. Ask yourself who is claiming possession of public space for her own purposes. Commenters generally agreed with Hax's mindset. Retaliating against a child for the historic wrongs done to women is also wrong. He is a child. Treating someone unfairly on the basis of gender uh, is how we got into this mess in the fir- uh, mess in the first place. Wrote one, and they're absolutely correct. Some attention needs to be paid to the exclusion of the mom in the situation. Parenting can sometimes be really hard and really lonely. This woman doesn't know the boy's mom or her situation. Remarked another. Oh boy, this article. Uh, it's just uh, whoo. Yep, this is this is a real killer, guys. You know, you know what we're. We're wondering, you know, we're wondering, and we're going to wonder in the future. We're going to be like, oh, my God, why are men and women so divided? You know, yes, true. There are multiple factors involved in that. Uh, And uh, analysis, you know, maybe doing a little bit of analysis yourself will kind of make you get a better understanding, a better perspective as to why men and women are so divided in our modern society. But this right here, this, this, this playground fiasco that we have is part of the reason as to why this stuff this type of stuff is happening so we divide boys you know we we go ahead and divide boys and girls at a young age like this and then when they become adults we're like hey 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 what about equality guys why aren't you guys getting along you guys should be working together now well you see if you wouldn't have separated them as children this type of stuff wouldn't have happened now I would love. I would love, actually. I would love to point out the uh, hypocrisy. I would love to point to point out the hypocrisy of this thing, uh, or, or of whatever this this uh, you know whatever. I guess it's a feminist model. I'm not sure. Uh, who said? What, what was it? Where was it? Where was it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right here, let me highlight it just so you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. So this uh, mom right here, the one who shooed away the boy and the mom, said, "A sweet time for moms and daughters." And having a boy there is naturally going to change things. What if we switched up the what if we switched up the genders? What if we made it to be uh, a sweet times for dads and sons, and having a girl there is naturally going to change things? Okay, if we reverse the genders, if it was like a group of guys, if it was a group of dads at the park, and they all had their sons still playing around, and the girl came to the park, and then the dads shoot, uh, you know, or, or one of the dads or all of them even shoot away the mom and the daughter uh because of their of their gender you would have a huge public uproar 
Yeah. They they hit Red Eyes TV. Oh, they did. Oh, I'm not sure. I I I've heard of Red Eyes TV. I'm not sure. Uh, what exactly? I'll be sure to check that out, Jeremy Rain. Thank you for pointing that out. I'll be sure to look into that. But I mean, seriously though, the like looking at these type of scenarios and and looking at it from a hey, what happens if we were to switch the genders around? You know, if we were to look at it from that perspective, it really it's really really interesting. It's really interesting. Um, let's see where where were we? Where were we? Okay, okay, okay. So. Uh, in a blog post on Julie.com, a fellow mom of boys, Prudence Hill, also presented a strong argument against the events that transpired. Moms of boys can have their own issues, but they're less likely to fall into the cult of femininity. Uh, I see with some moms who only have daughters, Hill wrote. Most of the time, this kind of thing is benign, but there can come a point where it starts to get toxic. When men are framed as irredeemable other and women are uh, as here pro- uh, possessors of virtue. This right here is a huge problem with men, young men growing up. Uh, so any of the stuff I just talked about, you know, this type of stuff is going on with young men, with young children all across the country. And uh, th- this is just like a glimpse into what's going on. The next generation of men or whatever. I'm not sure what it's going to be called. Uh, Gen A Alpha. I think it's called Gen Alpha, Generation Alpha, whatever. The next generation of men, the next generation after that. Until society eventually collapses, which won't be too long, um, they're gonna be they're gonna face some tough times. They're gonna okay. So, uh, anything nationalist, anything not globalist agenda, anything not communist worshiping sounds neo. You should I'll be sure to check that out. Thank you for pointing that out. By the way, I will check that out. So, this next story it's from some local news source. I don't live here. I, I just searched it up on Google and I came across this article from W. THR 13 Fisher's man out to build a refuge for men. So let's take a look at this. There is a new effort to reach out to men. And uh, by the way, I'll I'll be doing a follow-up article on this really quickly to show you guys something really important. So be sure to stay tuned. So anyways, uh, there is a new effort to reach out to men in our community who are hurting. Eric Robinson knows the darkness that come on quickly. He withdrew from his family and planned to take his own life. Fortunately, he found support friends and got well. When Robinson struggles now, he relies on a group of people who can step in and provide encouragement. But Robinson is all too aware that many men hide what is happening and fail to get help. I see guys out there. I can spot them a mile away. and I can see it now who are putting on the fake smile who are really hurting. Robinson said the Fishers community is mourning the loss, uh, the loss of two teachers who died in a murder suicide last month. Robinson says uh, there are many more losses that don't make the news. In the Fishers HSC area, we lost 14 men to suicide in 2017. That's a staggering 14 families. That's 14 wives. That is a uh, 14 groups of children that lost their dad, lost their friends, lost their son, lost their husband. Robinson said, uh, "Just so you know, uh, I think it was 20. Yeah, it's 20. So, in case uh, I wish you guys to check this out if you haven't already. It's very. Uh, I mean, look." Maybe I'm maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm not. It's definitely not the best one to put out there uh, by by any means. But it's you know worth checking out. I recommend you take a look at season two, episode number one of the MGTOW Academy show. I did a I did a podcast about the silent male suicide epidemic, and I cover these statistics and why things are the way they are. And it's a very good insight as to it's it's a very good reason. It, it basically says you know hey here's a good reason as to why you should go your own way. Here's the reasons. And and by covering male suicide, you're getting informed on a very important topic that affects the male gender. And on top of that, you're gaining uh, valuable knowledge that will help you 
in all walks of life. In fact, uh, it'll 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 just add to the already Mount Everest piles worth of evidence as to why you should go your own way in 2018 and in our modern society, whatever you want to call it. But anyways, every 26.6 seconds, somewhere in this world, a man takes his own life. So I've been live for 40 to 45, yeah, just over 40 minutes. I've been I've been doing this live stream for just over 45 minutes, right? I'm sorry, just over 40 minutes. And every 26.6 seconds on this earth, somewhere, a man takes his own life. The statistics regarding men are definitely not bright. We are the leading demographic in suicide. Uh, and and you know what I find ironic? It's that white men are actually uh, the leading demographic. The Racially, it is Caucasians, it's whites, and then they're – shortly followed like like native americans are just below them and after that they're 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 like at the top there's a big gap and then everyone else is below them so when, whenever you hear the white the you know the the people the so the i don't know whatever group criticizing the white male and their evil doings and this and that uh you know like i mean sure you know they may do some things that are definitely not right they may do wrong things but i mean like come on like like they can't constantly be attacked uh and I'm not trying to play the victim. I'm not even white. I'm not white myself. And I still acknowledge that they that white people face problems. I mean, can't we all agree to that? I mean, we are the leading demographic in suicide. We're the leading demographic in homelessness. We're the leading demographic in workplace-related deaths. We're the leading demographic in, uh, what's it called, uh, homicides. Uh, prostate cancer rates are slightly higher than breast cancer rates, yet prostate cancer receives five times less funding in the United States uh, as compared to breast cancer. Uh, we have all sorts of organizations that are available to men, uh, but uh, I'm sorry, to women, but we don't have any that are available to men. We have a bunch of problems that people don't even realize, but apparently we are the oppressed gender and women are oppressed by us and they need all these organizations. And we're just useless and we're a, a burden to society. So who am I to say that? You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a huge problem with a lot of people. Mental health is a very important issue. Veterans included veterans, uh, first responders. Uh, people who work mental jobs that take on a huge mental stress on you. Uh, the list goes on and on. Mental health is a very important issue. You know, in fact, in my in season two, episode one, I talked about how the media fails to report on male suicide. CTV News uh, on World Suicide Day 2013 failed to report on uh, male suicide. You know, they covered um, they covered different demographics. I can't remember the exact demographics. They covered. I think it was military veterans. They covered um, it was military veterans and, and and a couple of other demographics, and they they absolutely ignored the male gender, despite the rates being three to four times higher than women. They still ignored the male gender. Hmm. How about that? Well, let's keep reading this string. We're like we were right here. So, uh, anyways, that guy was talking about how the community lost fourteen men to suicide in twenty seventeen, and that is why Robinson is committing to building a refuge for men. It starts with the month of free events starting this Saturday at Fisher's High School from 9 to noon. You don't want to just do an event, pat them on the back and say, good luck. What we wanted to have uh, something, you know, was that, that was continual, something that builds community, Robinson said. The most difficult thing in this whole thing is uh, how do you get a guy who is hurting, who is prideful, uh, who has a huge ego, how do you get them to come to an event like this? Robinson believes in the uniqueness of each despair and way back to hope. Uh, some men find help in medications. Other 
in a faith-based community, so probably religion, I'm assuming, and others start to heal when they realize that they are not alone and have the opportunity to connect with peers. Robinson believes each person requires their own treatment formula. I think what we've done as a community is we have all put these men and all these differences and put them in a bucket and labeled it as mental health. Robinson insists that it's not a one-size-fits-all problem or solution. He wants to meet people where they are and offer support uh, as needed. Kravitz will be the MC this Saturday evening, and if you or someone you know needs help, we encourage you to give this new approach a try, learn more, register here. And obviously, I don't live in that area, so you guys can check that out. Uh, everyone is welcome at this free event. Registration is not required, but is encouraged, so the Building a Refuge team can best prepare. I don't think darkness ever overcomes light. I just think light becomes so much smaller and that hope gets lost, Robinson said. He's absolutely right. And I'd like to do a little bit of a follow-up article on that. Um, is it this one? I'm trying to find it. Yeah, okay, okay. This is the article I wanted to cover. This is a bit of a follow-up. So we covered this one about this guy building that refuge for men. Now we're going to do a bit of a follow-up article, if you will, from the nationalpost.com. Uh, so read this. this. This is an older article from like 20, I think, I think it's 2013, right? Yeah, March 20th, 2013. So this article is a, it's, it's pretty old, about five years old, but it's still uh, related. So I'll read this. Unshelter for male victims of domestic abuse uh, is forced to close its door due to lack of funding. Now you might say, oh, 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 oh. you see, uh, 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 men are obviously oppressors in society and, uh, you know, women are obviously the largest, you know, they're the largest demographic uh, when it comes to domestic abuse. So it would make sense, right? Yeah wrong you see studies have found that in non-reciprocally violent relationships men were the victim meaning that they were the ones who were hit first 70 to 75 i think sometimes in some studies it hit 80 percent of the times so that the statistics and what's actually happening is going in the opposite direction the statistics are saying one thing yet what we have over here like this news title right here is saying the totally opposite thing it's saying that hey domestic violence uh, against men isn't important doesn't matter you know, it's a few far in between. No one cares. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not a big deal. Not a, not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Uh, so this little subcaption says, uh, subtitle says, uh, while awareness of domestic abuse has led to hundreds of shelters and myriad of, and a myriad of resources for women, few, if any, can be accessed by male victims. A privately funded shelter for male victims of domestic abuse, believed to be the only refuge of its kind in the country, has closed. Men's rights active, uh, advocate Earl Silverman said he can't afford to keep the men's alternative safe house or the MASH running. Since, it opened, uh, since he opened it out of his own house about three years ago, close to 20 men have passed through, he said. Among them was a father with two children, uh, a one-year-old girl and a nine-year-old boy, and he was fleeing a violent alcoholic wife. Absence of federal or provincial funding, Mr. Silverman said he just can't keep up with the grocery, heat, or other bills associated with running the shelter. He sold his home last week. Hmm, how about that? Really? Yeah, people have different views. I've heard, so Tara Marine says, I don't care for how they do group therapy. He just rips open old wounds and then they send you home feeling even worse. Everyone's different, man. Uh, I, and I can, I, no, don't get me wrong. I agree with you on that. I, I, I see what you mean. And like, like I said, everyone heals differently in that and trying to put it all into one bucket 
is definitely something. This is this is like stepping. This is like taking a step backwards. Uh, putting this all into one bucket and say, "Hey, guys, just do group therapy. You'll be fine." It's absolutely not the right thing. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I need to take a water break. I'll be back. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. My throat, you, you don't realize, uh, <laughs> you don't realize how dry your throat gets after you've been talking for a long, long time. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, trying to group mental health in like one big bucket to one big category and saying, oh, just do some group therapy. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's definitely not how you deal with this type of stuff. Um, so this stuff right here, uh, is when, when they were mentioning not getting any government assistance, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a bit surprised when they said that, but again, I'm not so surprised. Uh, the government really doesn't care about men. This comes into the concept. Uh, actually, I discussed these two things like, um, in season two, episode one of the Make Academy show, the Silent Mill Suicide podcast. I talked about, uh, what was it? Male disposability and male expendability, right? So th- you might be saying, hey, okay, look, we have all these problems. The statistics say, hey, guys are facing a crap ton of problems. Why is no one doing anything about it? And like I said, this is exactly what I covered in season two, episode one, which is highly why I recommend you listen to it. That is like connected to a lot of what I will cover um, in season two of the show and in, in a lot, you know, the upcoming seasons and all that. So I highly recommend you take a look at it. I, I, I swear I will, re- I will refer to that thing all the time. You know, 10 years later, I will still be referring to that thing. Now, anyways, uh, male expendability is the idea that society copes better with the loss of men or with the suffering of men. Male disposability is the idea of, well, men are disposable. That's why no one cares about us. Okay. If a man dies, boo hoo, cry, sad funeral. Okay. Next one come in, fill in his place. Next one come on because we're disposable. No one cares. Okay. If you have a napkin and it's dirty, do you cry and go boo hoo and try to put your napkin in the washing machine? Do you try to clean your napkin? No, it's disposable. It's just like all the other napkins. You're not going to try to fix your napkin if it's broken. You just replace it with another one. If you lose your napkin, you just get another one. Okay. If you, if you're, if you're at a cafeteria and you have one of those plastic forks or one of those plastic spoons, those things are disposable. You know, it's disposable. You, you just go, oh, oh, I lost my spoon. Got to go get another one, you know. But if you're at your own house or, or your own apartment or whatever, and you have you have your own personal set, like you have your own spoon or whatever, and you lose one, you, you know you usually don't just go. Oh, I'll just buy another one. You know, you you go you go looking for that thing. You go searching for that thing. But if it's like disposable, <laughs> not a big deal. I'll find another one. Same thing with men. No one cares or seems to care at least about male problems. Some do. Don't get me wrong. There are people out there who do care. Uh, but it's few, far, and in between. Uh, male problems are constantly ignored, especially in places like mainstream media. Like I mentioned earlier, mainstream media sources failing to uh, acknowledge men being the leading demographic in suicide, being a serving as a prime example. And uh, this is part of the huge reason why we have so many issues that men face, and so many of these issues are ignored. And this is why I highly suggest you take a look into that season two, episode one. It everything I talk about in there 
highly connects. It highly relates to everything I will be talking about in the future. It's something like, like you, it's kind of like, okay, look, you don't have to watch all every single one of my videos, but please at least watch or listen to this one. Okay. It will help you understand, understand things so much more better. Please. You will, uh, use lighters. All right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Tara Marie couldn't have said it better. Men get treated like Bic lighters. Women get treated like Zippo lighters that, you know, with that lifetime warranty on parts and service. Absolutely. Yep. Like I said, we are disposable. We are replaceable. No one cares about us. We're just disposable resources that are used up. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, that's sadly how things are. That's how we're viewed. We're viewed as objects. You know how people are, you know how like women sometimes complain about female objectification? Don't get me wrong. Women are objectified. I've witnessed it myself, and it's something that's very wrong, something that should never happen. But men are objectified too. Women are objectified too. We're viewed as resources by the government. The government views us as, oh, look at this. We can just use them as resources. We need, okay, if we go to, go to, if we got to go to war, uh, what do we use? What's the resource we use up? Men. If we need to uh, split up the nuclear family and we need to finance the removal of the father, okay, we might do it. Or we can get the father to pay for the kid that might not even be his or to pay for the kid that he won't even see. You know? We're viewed as a resource. Let me repeat that. The government views you as – and I, I need to get my tinfoil hat on. You know, I'm not trying to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but let's face it. That's all the government views us as. We are resources to the government. We are resources to society. And when society doesn't value men, what you think men's going to value society? I mean, are you going to treat if you treat an animal like crap? What you you expect the thing to kiss your butt or something? No, it's not. It's going to walk away. It's going to attack you. It's going to just walk away. It's going to stay away from you. All right. If society doesn't value men, why would men want to value society? Hey, you. Why are you not reproducing with other women? Why are you not cohabitating? Why are you not? Why are you not getting married? Why are you not having kids? Why are you not adding to our already overpopulated earth? Why are you not doing that? Well, because society doesn't value me, so why should I value them? You know what I mean? This is this is how Nicktow was formed. Yeah, I can hardly can hardly find it anymore. Exactly. This this is how Nicktow was formed. This is exactly where Nicktow comes from, right? Because when society doesn't value men, we're not going to we're not going to value society. If it, if it if they don't place value on us. We're not going to place value on you. Simple as that. Now, I do apologize about that rant, but I'm going to go ahead and get back to uh, go ahead and get back to this uh, article real quick. Uh, now, while awareness of domestic abuse has led to hundreds of shelters and myriad resources for women, few, if any, can be assessed by male victims," said Don Dutton, a University of British Columbia psychology professor who has written several books and dozens of papers on domestic violence issues. In Canada, they're, start, they're stuck with a Marxist gender model, and that's never going to change, he said, explaining that the current system defines a male and female relationships where men are the burgeous group with the power and women as the oh, how do you say that? proletariat group with no power. But that's at odds with what Statistics Canada reports, he argues. Every day, domestic violence is pretty much equal by gender, Mr. Dutton says. On self-reported surveys, men are about as likely as women to say that they have been victims of domestic abuse, although the abuse reported by women tends to be more severe. Yes, it's true that 
uh, women are subjected to more extreme uh, abuse and domestic violence and all that stuff. And it's absolutely not okay, but that doesn't mean we need to be abused either. That's like trying to, that's trying, that's like trying to justify murder. Why'd you murder him? Oh, you know, it's okay. He's weaker than me. Or I didn't like him. He was annoying. It's okay to murder him. Let's see. That's the equivalent. It's, that's, that's the logical fallacy. That's the flaw in this type of logic right here. He's, no, no, no. He did No, he's a man. I can hit him. He's stronger than me. Of course I can hit him because he's a man. He's oppressing me. Haven't you heard recently? He, yeah. Doesn't justify it though. Domestic abuse is domestic abuse no matter what. And it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are. Doesn't matter if you're male, female, white, black, whatever, or any color in between. Domestic abuse is domestic abuse, period. And it is so wrong no matter what. And on top of that, the, the sad part is, the sad part is, uh, whenever men do, you know, probably come forward with this type of stuff, they're ridiculed about it. They're made fun of. <laughs> you got beat up by a woman. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah, really funny. I bet you it's even more funny when a woman gets beat up by a man, right? Oh, suddenly it's not so funny because, yeah, see what I mean? Whenever a man is domestically assaulted, it's, you know, <laughs> guys, look at this. This man got beat up by a woman. <laughs> How funny. Right. The reason why things are so messed up. It, it makes me a bit sick. Oh, very sick, to be honest, with, with this type of stuff. It makes me very sick. It makes me very sick. Uh, let's keep reading this thing on. Uh, yet of the incidents, three of ten involve female victims. Women are also much more likely than men to be sexually assaulted or killed by their partners. However, the statistics do suggest that there are male victims as well in far fewer places for them to turn. 20 years ago, Mr. Silverman said he was the victim of an abusive wife. When I went into the community looking for support, uh, some support services, uh, I couldn't find any. There were a lot of women, a lot for women, and the only programs for men were anger management, he said. As a victim, I was re-victimized by having these services telling me that I wasn't a victim, but I was a perpetrator. Uh, you know, a lot of the times, this is something that I like to point out. Uh, whenever, whenever we have situations like this occur, the man tends to be placed to blame. Think about it. For example, whenever you see a man, um, whenever whenever you see a man beating up a woman, or whatever. It's uh, it's not okay. Okay, domestic violence is wrong. Um, against it, uh, I of course I don't support that. But I'm trying to point. I'm trying to make an example and hear me out on this. So if a man is let, I I don't want this to happen to anybody. But supposedly, in theory, if a man was domestically abusing a woman, if he was if he was assaulting her, uh, people would say, "Oh my God, what's he doing to her? What does she do to deserve that?" And then if if someone sees a uh woman hitting or abusing a man, assaulting a man, people say, hey, <laughs> look at that man getting beat up. I wonder what he did to deserve that. Do you see what I mean? There's a, diff there's, there's a different reaction to this type of stuff. If it's a woman getting beat up by a man, it's, what does she do to deserve this? She's innocent. Why is he doing it? Someone stop him. Call the police. And if he's getting hit, it's, Hey, what did he do to get beat up? What did he do this? What did he do this time? You know, it's always the guy's fault, right? That's just, that's just common logic. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can only make my hat from aluminum. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's scary. That, that's something that belongs in nice girls on Reddit on our nice girls. 
Terra Marine says a buddy of mine woke up with his then girlfriend on top of him with a knife to his throat, asking him, do you love me? Oh, that's totally not creepy at all. Totally safe. You know what I mean? Now, anyways, let's keep reading this. So Silverman eventually created a support network for male victims of domestic violence online and opened MASH. If a man is abused, where does he go for support? If he calls the police, studies have shown that there is an 80% chance that he will be arrested. If calls, uh, if he calls any support services in his town, it's primarily just for women, not for me. Alex Cameron, the male domestic abuse outreach program coordinator at the Calgary Counseling Center, said the problem is definitely underreported. And I got to agree with Mr. Cameron here. The problem is that male victims generally don't report at the same level as women. So there's not as much awareness about what the numbers are actually, or what the numbers are actually for male victims and how they present. He said, men are more likely to feel shame about their situation. Abuse is more likely to be seen as emasculating or embarrassing, something men uh, should get over and not talk about. It doesn't, uh, you know, carry the same sort of weight and it's not accepted by society as being an issue. Of course it's not. I, like I just explained earlier, I just explained earlier why society doesn't view it as an issue. Uh, and as a result, violence towards women gets the lion's share of funding and attention. The majority of men seeking counseling through the center have suffered from psychological abuse, he said. It's not spoken about. It doesn't carry the same sort of weight. And it's not accepted by society as being an issue. There are some resources available for men, but he admits they are limited. In addition to counseling and outreach, the province has two shelter beds located in Strathmore, Alta, that are dedicated for male domestic abuse victims. Mr. Dutton said men who seek help from social service agencies are often made to feel responsible for the abuse or even to be uh, accused of being the perpetrator, like uh, you know was just demonstrated earlier. Men are, in effect, in the same position, battered uh, by women back in the 70s before there were any services. John Hutton, the executive director of the John Howard Society in Manitoba, said few resources are available for men who have been victims of violence, even though many have suffered uh, throughout childhood or in prison. It's very hard to find the resources or the tools that our clients need. It doesn't seem to be a high political priority. It doesn't need to be political or not. There's, I mean, it should just be a priority in general. I mean, we have two genders or two sexes, whatever you want to call it in society, male and female. Male, you know, the male gender is obviously facing some problems just like the female uh, gender is facing problems. So why are we not paying attention to it? Oh, yeah, I just answered that earlier with the whole disposable and expendability thing. Yeah, yeah. Tara Marine's talking about the videos, the YouTube videos on this stuff. The woman slaps the guy. No one does anything. No one does anything. <clears throat> uh it's sad those those um those uh what's it called those social experiments i've seen that those social experiments that stuff is legit sad um we will be covering one more article before i end it out for the night here guys i got some stuff i got to do tomorrow so i i will be uh heading off to bed uh after after i i am able to upload this as a podcast to my other platforms but we're gonna go ahead finish off strong for the four of you who have been able to stick with me the whole time. I do appreciate your support. I appreciate it very much. We're going to wrap it up with this one article here. It's not too much, as you can tell. We're just going to go ahead. It's up to here. We're going to go ahead and cover this article. It's still worth a reader. So 
<clears throat> Let's read this. I am a firm supporter of the Constitution of the United States. I love this country. As a Master of Arts student in social work at the University of California, the Kavanaugh confirmation hearings have made me think about the long-term impact they will have not only to society, but particularly to men. I have been deeply troubled at things that I have witnessed during the hearings, but of most concern is a person in the United States is seen as guilty until proven innocent without any proof or corroborating evidence. I have heard from men who stated things like, I don't even want to be alone with a woman because I do not want to be accused of something, or I do not feel comfortable giving a woman a compliment anymore at work for the fear of being accused of sexual harassment. Speaking of that, uh, actually, we might cover one. Well, no, nah, there's not enough time. Now. I'll, I'll have to cover that later. But uh, basically, um, here, I'll show you guys really quickly. You guys, um, uh, I'm typing this up with um, one hand, so I do apologize. Accuses boy uh, with backpack. So the, in the store, this uh, woman accused a, a, a boy, a black boy of uh, supposedly assaulting him. This is her right here. Uh, the backpack actually hit her in the butt, I believe. And then she see right here. And then she called him out because he's walking by this way. And then she's like, Hey, did you touch me or whatever? Or, uh, see that he groped her. She accused him of groping her. Yeah. Right. Nine year old boy groping this old hag. Sure. Seems totally legit. She offered a fake crappy apology and she was only sorry because, you know, she was caught. She, she's been nicknamed Corner Store Caroline. She she gave this crappy apology and she's not really sorry. She's only sorry because she's been caught. Yeah, and on top of that, what nine year old would want to grope uh, this uh, any woman to begin with? Let alone this little old hag. Like like really? Come on, man. Just that that's really sad. It's happening to kids now. I covered it before. An eighth grader, Keith Bailey, was falsely most likely falsely accused of sexually um assaulting when uh, some girls at a school. He's an eighth grader, by the way. Um, I think it was a high schooler next who got who was proven innocent after losing his job as a lifeguard and all that for uh, supposedly sexually assaulting these girls. It turns out that those were false accusations, and this was in Canada. And the girls said that uh, they falsely accused him because they just didn't like him. I kid you not, they actually said that. Uh, those are that's a couple of uploads ago. Let me see if I can find it. So it is, um. So it's eighth grader accused of rape. The MGTOW Academy show season two, episode number seven. And then the next one, uh, I can't remember. I covered it somewhere else. Yeah. Eighth grader accused of rape. And then, then some, there's a couple of other stories in there that, that I need to cover. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Yeah. You saw the backpack video. Yeah. Tara Marine said he saw the backpack video. You know, it seems crazy, but it's happening to young men too. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is happening now. Um, Let's keep reading this article uh, real quick here. So I support all victims of sexual assault and I will fight for any victim, but I also feel that men can be falsely accused. I personally know a man who was falsely accused and whose life was almost completely ruined. I feel like the hashtag me Too movement sends a message that we have to believe a woman just because she is a woman and it will lead to a place where men will grow to resent women, which is already happening. We have these, these, magical creatures called incels who waste their time spewing hate about women. Yeah, this is how incels form. Don't be an incel. 
go your own way. Those are two different things. Let me clarify. Being an incel and being MGTOW is two separate things, okay? MGTOW actually spend their time doing productive things, not hating on women. Uh, and incels just waste their time hating about women. You're wasting time. Like, this is literally why we go our own way. We, we, we don't want to waste time on women. No, it sounds harsh, but seriously, though, like, like you're just wasting your time. Go do something else. Go do something productive, okay? Anyways, a few months ago, I received a private message on Facebook in response to a post that I put on my site. I was referring, uh, it was, I was referencing the loss of chivalry from men in relationships today. This young gentleman told me, uh, that he was attending a very well known liberal university. He asked me specifically if I knew anything about a group called MGTOW, men going their own way. I told this man that I did not, but I wanted to learn about it. You know, I wanted to learn what I could about it. Uh, he let me know that he, as well as many other men on campus, were a part of this group. Oh, okay. That's nice to know. So on his liberal college camp, well, I mean, I don't care that it's liberal, but I do know that when things are liberal, uh, they usually don't work out so well with men. Uh, personally, I'm not, I'm in the middle. I'm like independent. I, I, I'm just politically independent. I'm like in the middle. Uh, but I, I, I do, I'm pretty sure that, uh, liberals, the, the liberal side of politics treats men worse than the conservative side. I'll tell you that much. Uh, and it's nice to know that we have this MGTOW group at this university that he goes to. I don't know. Is it UC Berkeley or something else? I don't know. But wherever it is, it's nice to know that, that he has a MGTOW group there. Um, anyways, uh, there were these guys on campus that were a part of this group because they were tired of women, uh, and how they were treated by women. He said that he would love to have a relationship with chivalry. But when he's nice to women, they are horrible to him. And that's a good old bad boy appeal right there. You know, this is another nice guy. But whenever you, you don't care about him, whenever you just ignore him, suddenly they're interested in you. Now, anyways, upon researching this group, it is primarily a group of men who are against any romantic relationship with women, especially marriage. I was first astounded that this type of group existed. But then when I started thinking about the Kavanaugh hearings and how badly a man can be treated before proven guilty, this group started to make more sense to me. This also made me tremendously sad for this country. Are we going to come to a place where women are angry at men all the time and men hate and resent women so much that they form groups to cut us out of their lives? Yes. Unfortunately, that is the reality that our collapsing country is facing. This is not the way America is supposed to be. If we do not work on a resolution to this issue now and work across the political and social aisles, I cannot imagine where this country is headed. Let me tell you something. This country is going to fall apart within the next 50 years. I'd say 50 years. I, I bet you $1 billion that this country is going to be collapsed in 50 years, meaning in my lifetime. In my lifetime, this country is going to collapse. I don't like it. I don't want it to, but it's going to. Okay? One of my favorite, one of my most favorite sayings is that that time doesn't heal, but acceptance does. It's something like that. I think it's by Confucius or whatever. I like that. You know, when like when a relative dies, you know, trying to avoid it for years isn't going to help. But accepting that that person is gone will. Same thing with the whole collapse thing. Okay, look. At one point or another, most likely within my lifetime, this country is going to collapse. Maybe humanity might even end in my lifetime. And I'm accepting that. If I avoid it for the rest of my life, say, oh, I'll just live my normal American dream that doesn't even exist. <laughs> you know, if I do that, well, I'm not doing anything. But if I accept it, hey, look, it's going to happen. And I, the only thing I can do is prepare. 
good. It's a whole lot easier to accept it. Just wanna just wanna put that out there. Yep. Yeah. It's lo- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be. Yeah. It's a whole lot less than that if they were in the vote. You know, at this point, in my opinion, the whole collapse of the United States, like we're at the point where we can't turn back, politically, racially, gender dynamics wise. You know, we're we're so divided right now. We're so politically polarized and so divided that we're at the point of no return. R- really, it's a matter of either it's, it's a matter of increasing or slowing down the collapse rate. That that's that's what we're, that's where we're heading right now. Um, I do not want it to get to a place where male business owners do not want to hire women out of fear, or where women are scared to share their stories out of fear that it will be leaked by a member of a political party. And as tough as these few weeks have been. We can use these experiences to press forward to better our country as a team. And, oh, I agree with this author or blogger or whoever she is so much. But we we, we all know that we're at the point where uh, we can't really turn back now. And uh, I'm sorry to say, guys, but we're, we're kind of at the point of no return. Uh, keep, you know, stay positive. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we, we really can't do much now. Uh, but, guys. That is it for tonight's live show. So I've kept at least four, four people thought that I have, that I'm worth watching for about, yeah, for just over an hour, just over an hour. Okay. So that's sort of 1033 or something like that. And that's 1149. So that's just over an hour for tonight's show. Guys, uh, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm writing a book soon. Uh, and, uh, that, that's not going to be released anytime soon, but I'm, I'm going to get to the process of it. And if you guys want to be involved in the process of me writing that book, be sure to give me a follow on Twitter. The Twitter handle is in the description box below. It's at MGTOW. It's on all caps, MGTOW Academy. The first A in Academy uh, is a, it's capitalized. Uh, yeah, that, that point was absolutely passed a long time ago. MGTOW Warrior, thank you for stopping by the stream, and I'll see you around. Uh, if you guys want to contact me via email, my email is MGTOWacademy.media at gmail.com. I will, of course, always reply to your emails and make that academy something that's ad free. I spend hours and hours and hours on getting the stuff set up, the live streams, the podcast, everything takes a long time to do, but I don't spend a penny for it. Uh, and I believe that information and education like this should be free. But if you would still like to support me, uh, my Patreon and my PayPal address is in the description box below. So you can, uh, support me if you like to, uh, everyone, thank you for having, uh, for giving me a wonderful time. I absolutely enjoyed it. It was a great stream tonight as always, and I will be uploading new content soon. Be sure to follow me on Twitter and I'll keep you guys updated on what's going on in the future for MGTOW Academy. And until you see you guys next time, and as I proved in today's uh, live show, uh, remember that it's a very dangerous world out there. So be sure to keep taking your daily doses of red pills and to stay safe. Everybody, this is MGTOW Academy signing off.